Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah, Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Yud Chet, and we are beginning on Yud Chet Amud Aleph, the top word. Now, before we had said, there was a machloket about what the Kohen Gadol gets when he decides he wants to take a portion in the Lechem Apanim. It, it had said the following, it says that he takes four or five loaves from the Lechem Apanim. And then it says, Rebbe says, you always take five. Right? As it says, after the, I don't want to have to the Banaf. Now, Mr. Gemari asked the question, why does it say four or five? Why would it say four or five? So my answer is, According to the Hachamim, this is Machloket in Masechet Sukkah, how you give out the Lechet Rapanim. The Chachamim hold that, that being on Shabbat, they change the watch. And they change the Mishmar that comes in. So the Mishmar, I would say, the one that comes in takes six. And the one that goes out takes six. And he doesn't agree that there's something called the Sechar HaGefet. Sechar HaGefet means that the Mishmar that's coming in has to close the doors of the of the Beit HaMikdash. That's called now do they get special schar for that? Some rabbis hold that they get special schar for that, and therefore they're going to get two extra loaves. So the chachamim hold there's no extra loaves, and therefore they're going to split it evenly, six and six. That if so, mishnah is by meflag, So the reason why you end up with five is very simple. Why do you get five? Because the Chachamim hold, you're not supposed to get a full half. The Kohen Gadol, when he takes, he doesn't take half. I for him to take half. It's, what, well, you're making him equal to everyone else? So he takes a little less than half. Now, what would half be? Half would have been six. So the last comes out to five. That's how it could be five. Now, according to Yudha, who holds that the, the one that comes in has to take seven Two of them, because they're closing the doors in the nighttime. Basically, what happens is, is being that the door, the 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 mishmar that's leaving, that finished their job, they're weak. They open the doors, but they didn't get to close them because the mishmar that comes in has to close them. As payment for doing leaving something unfinished. They get two extra lechem apanim. So the standard way to do it, if there's no kohen gadol coming in to take over, is that the one that's coming in takes seven, according to this rabbi, because they're getting coming in seven. Because we why seven? Because we take two of them to give them as reward for the for coming in to, for closing the doors, and that at least ten left. The ten left you split five and five. So five plus two is seven for one. Another one gets only five. That's twelve. Okay, that's the system according to Rabbi Yudah. So again, So the Chachamim hold that 
So, so me'esed by Maflik. The Kohen Gadol is taking his share out of out of the ten. Out of the, out of the ten. So he gets batzin chadam apalgin. I always have to give him a little less because we're holding like the Rabbanan that he should get a little less. Meshakil Abba, so he ends up with four. And that's how you end up with four. So five is, if you hold like Rabbanan, that say that it's six and six for the two Mishmars, then you end up with five. And if you say it's seven and five, then you end up with four. Well, I think the two, the two actually, people close the gate? Or close the gates, close the gates. Close the gates. Okay. Now, Ravah, Ma says no. Kula Rebbe, the whole Mishnah is really Rebbe. Who holds that he gets half? Visavar la Rebuda, and he holds like Rebuda, who says that they get two loaves. So since the incoming gets two loaves, we only have ten, and Rebbe holds he split five and five. That's how you get to five. Then he should always take five. Lo kasha, had ika mishmar mitakev, had lika mishmar mitakev. So there's something called. A mishmarot mitakev, which means that during the holidays, the mishmarot serve in the Beit Hamikdash, and everyone takes the lechem apanim that happens during the 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 chag. Now, if it ends on Friday or starts on Shabbat, or starts on Sunday, then then only the regular mishmar is going to be on that Shabbat. But they all get lechem and panim that Shabbat because they all have to be in Yerushalayim. Okay, if the Yom Tov starts on a Monday, then you don't need them. They don't have to be in Yerushalayim. But if they stay, they get two of the lechem and beds and they split it among the, whoever's there that day. So Mishman and if they end up hanging around, then they're entitled to two loaves. And therefore, since they're entitled to two loaves, that's when you end up with four for that day. Why? Because they get the, the incoming mishmar gets two because they're in the doors, and mishmar to stay over get two. That's eight left of the eight. Kohen Gadol gets four, and and we're not going like the opinion that says that he gets less than half. He gets exactly half. That's end of four. So that, the, according to this, we could say that it's four or five. Five is if there's no mishmar coming in. So there's ten to split. There's no mitakev mishmar. There's no mishmar staying over for your holiday. Then you end up with only two for the gates and five split. Very nice. And but that doesn't happen all the time. That doesn't happen all the time. That's why it's usually, usually no. Hold on. It's usually five. If the mitakev then ends up being four. Good. Says the Gemara. Why would the Mishnah end off saying that Rebbe says it's always five? Versus you're right, Kasha. That's Taka question. And that uh, is a problem with this. It doesn't say Tiyufta. It says Kasha. You could have answered when he says the Olam five. The Gemara could have theoretically answered, well, it's usually five because, like we said, it's very rare. It's very rare that there's a Mishmar Metakev. They could have said that, but that's not such a great answer, so they call it Kasha. Okay. That was, uh, I think, a Meiri or a Ritva. Says the Gemara, 
Masu Zikinim Mizikne Betin. Okay, now we're going back to discuss. Welcome, Ivan. We're going back to, to discuss what the Kohen Gadol does to get ready for Kippur. So while he's staying there for those seven days, we figure we might as well give him a tutor. So they send him Zikinim from Zikne Betin. And they read in front of him the Sederayom that's in Aharemot. Okay? So he should know what he's supposed to learn, what he's supposed to do. Vomrimlo, they say the following words to him Ishi Kohen Gadol, my master Kohen Gadol, Kira Ata Beficha. Read it with your lips, with your mouth. Maybe you forgot it, or maybe you didn't learn it ever. And we'll see what that means soon. But maybe the laws of the Kohen Gadol you never learned, or you forgot. Now, this reading with your lips is interesting because you see from here that when a person is learning, if you move your lips to say the word instead of just eyeballing the words, it goes into your brain better. That's why they're specifically asking him to read the words with his lips. Now, Erev Yom Kippurim Shacharit, on Erev Yom Kippur in the morning, they put him in the Shara Mizrach, in the eastern gate of the Azara. They pass in front of him uh, an ox, elim, a ram, and sheep. You notice there's no goats over here. In order that he should recognize the Avodah of Kippur. What does that mean, recognize? It seems like if the Kohen Gadol gets confused, if he actually sees the animal and says, Oh, this uh, spotted animal, what's this animal for? Oh, this is going to be for uh, whatever. For the Seir Mishnalech. The, the, oh, okay, fine. So the next day when he sees those very animals, he'll remember exactly what they're for. He won't mess up. says, All seven days, They wouldn't, take, they wouldn't hold back food and drink. He could eat as he please, As he pleases. On Erev Kippur, once it starts getting dark, they don't let him eat too much. Because if you eat too much, you might end up sleeping. Now, we don't want to fall asleep the whole night. Because when a person falls asleep, he might be able to get Tamer fired through Keri. And therefore, we actually keep him up the whole night in order to make sure that he doesn't fall asleep. Says the Gemara, Ivan's getting tired just listening to this. Relax, Ivan, you have time. Bishlam Hashem HaShachach. I understand what it means when the Mishnah says we teach him the halachot. Shem HaShachach, because maybe he forgot. Lachyai, that's possible. He might forget the laws. El Hashem HaLolamad, Do you ever put a Kohen Gadol who didn't learn the halachot? You know how to take a Amaaretz and make him Kohen Gadol? It says, you take the Kohen who is greater than his brothers. He has to be greater than his brothers when it comes to strength. In his beauty. With wisdom. And with wealth. And others say, how do we know? I don't know if, the, if he doesn't have any money, the, his other koanim have to give him money so he should be wealthy. 
תלמוד מאוד מקרן גדול מאחיו, היה צריך לעשות כהן גדול מאחיו, גדול משל אחיו, has to be greater than his brothers. Now, I, I think the reason why they make him, he has to have money, is because if the Kohen Gadol is busy, take, you know, running for, working for a living, so, or whatever, he's not working for a living, but not, not, not independently wealthy, he might be thinking about his personal finances. We wanted his thoughts to be on Kali style. And therefore, if, we, if he's Gadol Me'echav, so he can think about others. You might say otherwise, if so, he doesn't have to be the greatest. He could just be wealthy, he doesn't have to be the, the greatest wealthy. Could be that also the people are supposed to look up to him. People look up to wealthy people, and therefore we want to look up to him also. Amar of Yosef. So again, we have a question here. How come this Kohen Gadol were telling him? Maybe you never learned it before. He has to be Gadol Me'echav, greater than his brothers. Says the Gemara. Amar of Yosef, look, Kasha. Kam Shon, Kam Mektashini. Once we're going to first Bet Mektash, where all the Kohen Gadolim were great. And one is the second Bet Mektash. Tamar of Asi. Takrava de Dinri. Ailana le Marta bat Baitus liyana Malka. Marta, the daughter of Baitus, gave a tarkav of gold diranim to Yanai ad ukmil Yoshua ben Gamal bekani till they made Yoshua ben another kohen gadol. So you see from here that even though Yoshua ben Gamal was a very good person, to become a kohen gadol, he had to give money. So you see from here that it was common to give money during the, to get to become the kohen gadol. And therefore, it could be very possible that he never learned the halachot. Would they give the money for in this case? So who? A tarkav is a certain amount. It's like saying I, he gave a quart of, of gold dinarim in order to get the job. A quart, a gallon, ten gallons, I don't know what it is. Okay. Erev Yom Kippurim, Shachrit, we make him stand there. We, we, we bring all the the animals there. Tana, we learned in the Brayta. Afasirim. They also bring, in the Brayta it says, that they also bring goats. Our Mishnah did not mention goats. It mentioned parim, kibasim, and elim, but no sirim. Mm-hmm. But there's a Brayta that mentions sirim also, goats too. Mm-hmm. Says the Gemara, Vatana did my time, alotana sirim. Why does now Tana mention the goats? Why would he not bring the goats? What's the point of bringing three, not goats? Since the goats come to be for, for a sin, as a kapara for sins, the Kohen Gadol is going to see them and get disappointed because he realized how many sins he has to think about. What about the par? We know that the bull was there for the sins of the Kohanim and, and the Kohen Gadol. Says the Gemara, since the, the, the pod comes for him and his koanim, who he knows well, if there's something wrong about one of the koanim he knows, the koan will know about it and he'll make him do teshubah. But the rest of the Jews, he doesn't know and therefore he'll get nervous when he sees the seir, but he won't get nervous when he sees the, when he sees the pod because he, the reason why he gets nervous because he knows they might have averot that there's nothing he can do about. He doesn't know about them. 
But once he knows about them, which is Kohanim, he doesn't get nervous. What does it make the next day has to see them? Like he's more nervous. Ivan Binyamin's asking that anyway, what's he helping not showing to him now? He's going to see it the next day. When, according to our Mishnah, we're not showing him the seir, the, 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 the goat, because he's going to see it and think of the sins of B'nai Yisrael. But he has to see it anyway tomorrow. What does it help to hide it for him for a day? Oh, that could be. I like that. Okay. Next part. Amravina. Hainu Dharmi Ishi. Ibala Khatek Dilei Havai. Khazeh Bishuka Kamelotakhlif. If your your nephew who knows your business affairs is a policeman, Khazi Bishuka Kamelotakhlif, do not pass by him in the street because he might know him, your wealth and start confiscating your money. Basically, someone who knows you, knows your wealth, knows how to take care of you. Just like the Kohen Gadol knows the sins of his brothers, the Kohanim, and therefore, he's not nervous about them. He knows how to get it, from the, get, get the, the sins away from them. So too, a policeman who knows how much money you really have and are really hiding, knows how to get it away from you. If he's your nephew and he's, your, and he's a policeman, he'll, he'll get your money away, so therefore, avoid him when you meet him in the street. Says the They would all seven days. They would not stop him from eating food. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. ben Naksuna Omer. They feed him uh, fine flour and eggs. In order to constipate him. Amrulah. It's machlok at the Rashi of constipating or or let him go to the bathroom. The rabbis say, no, that's worse. The, the rabbis told you, if you would give him those foods, you're going to cause him to possibly have Zera come out of him. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. You can't feed him Abi or Ababi, which are all um, initials. Some say also not white wine. What are these things? Lo abi, lo etrog, lo batim, lo yangashan. Abi is etrog, eggs, and old wine. Remember lo ababi, and if it's ababi with an extra bet, then it's etrog, betim, basar shamen, yangashan. Add in fatty meat. All these things cause you to have more zera. Vyeshomim, aflo, layan, some say also not white wine. Vyesha yangavan, the vyet, adam, the zesu, because it brings it to tua. Tanabram, we learned in the brighter. Zav Tolino Machal. Okay, this is a similar thing. When it comes to a Zav, a Zav is a guy who has coming out of him a discharge that's not Zeta. Now, if he ate a particular type of food, a lot of it, he could become a Zav. And therefore, if a guy gets this Zavut, then, and, and, and we know that he might have eaten too much. We can blame it on the eating too much, and then he won't be tameh. He'll only be tameh for one day, not seven. 
Now, any type of food can make it, can make it, make it happen. You can't feed him chagvi, gabam, and anything that makes it tamer. What's chagvi and gabam? This is similar to what we saw by abi and ababi. So now you have chagvi and gabam. What are these things you don't feed a zav? Because they cause him to get uh, zavified. Says the Gemara, chagvi is chalav, milk, givina, cheese, betza, eggs, yain, wine. Gabam is megirisin, has pounded beans, shilful. Basashim in fatty meat. Mood use is fish fat. Anything that makes you tamayified. I'll tell you what, take a conclusion. This is coming to include what the rabbis say. Five things make a person tamay. These are them. Shum is garlic. Shechalim, chalgalim, betzim, vagagir. Crest, purslane, eggs, and rocket as. As um, the article explains, so, what? What was what? Gargir rocket, the thing. Rocket. Rocket. I don't know. Some kind of plant. Okay. The pasuk says in uh, in Menachim that one of them went to the field to gather the orot. Now, where is this pasuk? In Melachim Bet. Okay, we'll have to look that up one day. Now, what was he finding when he went to go gather this guy who gathered the Orot? What was he finding? He was finding rockets. Amar B'yochanan. Why is it called Orot? Because it lights up your eyes. Amar Vuna. If you find rocket, if you can eat it, eat it. If you can't eat it, I'll pass it over your eyes. Amar Papa. That's talking about specifically the gagir that grows on the boundary of a field. That has a special power that it's good if you put it over your feet, over your eyes. Okay. Amar Gila Amarav. Achsanai lo yochal betzim. V'lo yisham uh, if a person is a guest in someone's house and sleeping on other people's linen, he should make sure not to eat eggs uh, and, and and or should not sleep in in the blanket that, or the sheet that your host uses because if Chassam he has zera come out of him, the host might see it and he'll be embarrassed. Rav Kimakla Dalshish Machris. Now this is a very interesting story over here. In order to avoid this problem of zera levatala, it seems it seems like. Uh, Nadar, Nadar calling. We leave it. Okay. Um, it seems like the rabbis used to take special precautions when they went to certain towns not to sleep in the town without a wife because they're afraid of Averot. So Gemara says, Rav, Kimakla Dashish Machris. Whenever Rav would get to the city of Dashish, he would make an announcement saying, Man Yoma, Who wants to marry me for a day? He would marry a lady for a day, or for as long as I'm here. Day, yoma, I guess day means days, 
or for a couple of days. Rashi claims <coughs> that what's going on here is that he's getting married for a day in order to avoid in order to avoid Zerlevatala. So even though he has his wife at home, he has another wife here in order to avoid Zerlevatala, he's going to get divorced when he leaves. How could Rav have done that? What do you mean? You're not allowed to marry a girl in one, one country, even though you're allowed to marry two wives. You can't marry one in one country, one in another country. Maybe the kids will marry each other. If you want to marry two wives, you know you have to have them in the same country because otherwise this, the, the siblings will not know each other and they might get married to each other. So how could Rav have done this? Right? Rav is not able to. Rav, Rav, maybe his kids will marry each other. What if he has kids and they marry each other? So says the Gemara. The whole world will be full of mamzinim. Like the Pasuk says, that the Aretz is full of zima. So how could he have done that? Amri, so they said, A rabbi is different. He's allowed to marry two wives in two countries. Because since everyone knows who the rabbi's kids are, they become famous, they're never going to marry each other. Uh, if I meet someone, I'm Rav's kid. I'm also Rav's kid. People know who, who the kids are, as opposed to a regular person who no one knows the guy, I'm Ralph's kids. Ralph, who's Ralph? Who's this guy? Uh, you know, they could, they know, no last names. And uh, if you're not in the same country, you won't know it's the same kid. That, that would be a suit. But for a rabbi, it's okay. Still, it's no good. Isn't there a rule in Elchot Nida that when a girl is initially proposed to get married, she is likely to have her period. And therefore, if a person proposes to a girl, he has to wait seven days in case she had a period. And therefore, since this lady who Rav is proposing to marry him for a day is needs seven days, what does she help him? She he's not allowed to sleep with her. Says the Gemara, Rabbanan Uduihu Madile. The Rabbanan would tell the girl beforehand, they send the messenger this way. They have seven clean days before the rabbi gets there and everything's fine. The Ebite aim, another reason. According to the second reason, they, the, the rabbis were just marrying them, but they wouldn't sleep with them. They wanted to marry them without sleeping with them. Therefore, they're, it's okay if they get if they get the period because they're not sleeping with them anyway. They're just being miyached with them. They're married to be alone in a room with them, but not to actually sleep with them. It helps with the zera. It helps with the zera. So why does it help with the zera? When a person has bread in his basket, it's much better than no bread in the basket. So if a person has bread in the basket, meaning he has his wife, and he knows she's there, he can't sleep with her tonight, but the fact that he knows he can sleep with her later is takes away his feeling of of uh, frustration, and therefore he won't have zera matala. But if a guy is not married at all, it's worse. And therefore, Rav, even though he wasn't able to sleep with according to Ibai Tema, 
would marry them and not sleep with them because it's part pesalos. Now, there's a big toastful on this I was reading last night. Who's going through a different problem than a person <clears throat> if his wife has a, has becomes an ida when he first marries her. He's not allowed to be alone with her. So what does it help? We're telling you, oh, he's just being alone with her. How does it help? You can't be alone with her either. Right. If she's an ida and you just come, if you already had a relationship there, you could be you could be alone in a room. There's no yichud with your wife. But if you never had relations, then you there is. So they have a whole back and forth how to get out of that problem also. Ivan, you with us or no? Yeah, very interesting this one. Okay. Says the Gemara. Masu, the, the new Mishnah. Maybe we should we do this one? Hold on. Yeah, it'll be long for tomorrow if we don't. Right? Okay, so let's do it. Masu Zikne Betin, the Zikne Kuna. The Zikne Betin gave him over to the Zikne Kuna. Okay. Vishbiu, Vinifteru, Vahalchulahim. And they. Made him swear, and they left. So the the, the zikne betin were the ones who were learning with the kohen gadol overnight. We said that in the last mishnah, right? Now, after they finished teaching him and tutoring him, so now they give him to the zikne kiuna. There's elders of kohanim, which are not the elders of betin, the elders of kohanim. Vishpiu, and they make a swear, and they then they leave. Now, what do they make a swear? But Amru, they make him say the following: Ishikai kohen gadol, my master kohen gadol. We are the messengers of Betin. You are our messengers. And you're the, and you're the messenger of Betin. I guess that, that shows their jurisdiction over him. And therefore, We make you swear by Hashem. And they describe Hashem as the one who put his name in this house. This house meaning the Beit HaMikdash. That you do not change anything from what we tell you. So they're making him swear that everything they he, they tell him to do is going to follow to the T. He turns aside and he he starts crying. And they turn aside and they start crying. Now, the Gemara is going to explain why they were crying. Now, if he himself was a chacham, doresh. So, they let, he makes a dirasha, and he starts giving a class overnight to keep him up. V'im lav, if he's not a tamir chacham, tamir chachamim dorshim lefanav. We get other tamir chachamim to give the class instead of him. V'im ragil likro, if he used to read, kore he reads. If he's not used to reading, they read in front of him. What would they read in front of him? Iov from Iov, Ezra from Navi Ezra, Kituim Ezra, from the last part of the history of Kali Yisrael. So therefore, those were the things that they used to read to keep him up all night. Zechariah ben Kvutal, my son says, many times, I read Daniel in front of the Kohen Gadol, and therefore it wasn't just Iyov and Ezdan Debrahimim, it was also Daniel that, that you also read in front of them. 
אוקיי. We'll stop over here. ברוך אדוני לעולם, אמן ואמן. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you, Benjamin. Bye-bye.